0: Zeus, help us all today. Hey, I'm Eli.
1: And I'm Ian.
0: And this is... Conspiracy Crashers! I mean, I was going to play the audio of the supercomputer who is working right now to decode some of the ciphers. Hmm... The one thing I didn't find anything on,
1: even though I think it's a theory
0: Wait, wait, wait. We need to announce what we're doing. Oh. We're doing the Zodiac Killer. So, I mean, obviously it's um, Ted Cruz. I almost said Ted Bundy, and that's not correct. That could be its own theory. That could be its own theory. Bundy was also the Zodiac. Was that even the same times, though? I don't think that's... But even
1: the same location? (laughs) Can you imagine if we just crack it right here?
0: You know, here's the thing.
1: randomness. It's totally Ted Bundy.
0: He was um, active in the 70s. So, I mean, it kind of...
1: Zodiac doesn't really fit his MO, though.
0: No, it doesn't at all. Because there were no rapes. Um, He also would have been about 10 years too young Mm -hmm. to fit the... um, general description.
1: Well, then and, again, what about that one guy who confessed to being the Zodiac, even though he was all <laughs> upper teens by the well, time he was That arrived? was
0: like the Ted Cruz theory. He would have been two <laughs> when these crimes were happening. Um, but I said, if Ted Bruce were the Zodiac killer, and you're telling me a two-year-old committed these murders that no one has ever discovered, I'd be pretty damn proud. Like. You go, little two-year-old, you don't deserve to be arrested. Like, damn. Also,
1: think about two-year-old Ted Cruz having to wear stilts to put on, like, the hood and mask and everything.
0: (laughs) Are you kidding? All he has to wear is the mask. (laughs) It's a dress. Have you seen, on ZodiacKiller.com, the picture of the Zodiac Killer in the top left? Why does it look like someone took Big Bird? And put a mask over him and then colored it black. Ready?
1: Professional sketch artists.
0: It's Big Bird, you guys. Big Bird's the Zodiac Killer.
1: I was going to say Barney.
0: Does it look like Barney, too? Yeah. It's because over the glasses, it looks like it has a beak.
1: It's just what he wants to think.
0: Big Bird's wearing glasses and pointing a gun at me. And this is Wednesday. Hello. So, I wrote a really really stupid blurb at the top of my notes do you want do you want the stupid blurb let's go for it it says i need like dramatic music in the background of this um it's like whether you know of the zodiac killer or not you probably should (laughs) listen it was three in the morning um i then went on and said he was a serial killer who made his way through California. He terrorized Californians and media alike by sending cryptic letters to newspapers, detailing murders and future murder plans. He gained so much notoriety, which is exactly what he wanted from the media. So they complied by publishing letters and writing about him. You may think a killer from a past era is not important, but the Zodiac killer was never caught. What? So, yeah, that's, that was my blurb. And then I wrote, Zodiac Killer was linked to five murders um, between 68 and 69. And then I put in parentheses, bitch works fast. Because he really didn't have a cooldown. Um,
1: I mean, the- he had like a seven-month cooldown on one point.
0: <laughs> At one point, but like, after, like, other than that, it was like boom, 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 and then random cooldown. And it seemed like the random cooldown... They were. He was sending notes to the police, like, weekly.
1: He said it's gone to burst fire mode. I don't know what to tell you.
0: So no one was ever arrested. Um, it was a cold case, but it has never been a closed case. Um, but it was reopened and brought back to the table because of a possible new DNA advancement. It was a dead lead, unfortunately.
1: Yep. I, I think at this point we can officially say their leads have run out.
0: I mean, I also believe, if I'm correct, and it's been a while, but I do believe that um, if the Zodiac Killer was 35 in the 60s, he would be dead. (laughs) He's either dead or working on it, yeah. Right, like he'd be in his 90s, wouldn't he?
1: Yeah, he'd be... Sucks to imagine that
0: guy living until he's 90. He'd be 87 if he were 35, so he could be anywhere from 87 to 97, If he's within the 10-year age range they gave him. You know, as much as I would love answers, I'm kind of a little bit hopeful that he's dead. Like, I don't know, which would you prefer?
1: I don't really care if he's alive or dead at this point. I'd like it if we could eventually actually solve the case. Is there a statute of limitations on murder charges?
0: Um, No, I mean, it's not like you can't, charge someone 40 years after a crime or anything if it's an open case you can like once you've found someone you can charge them but you have to have substantial evidence and the biggest issue with this one in particular is that DNA analysis wasn't really a thing back in the 70s so theoretically you know we're saying these people are dead now they could have a really good idea of who it is but they're not able to get any finalizing evidence at this point yeah I'm going to jump right into our timeline. Or should I start with my fun facts? Will the fun facts
1: make sense without the timeline?
0: Probably not.
1: Timeline it is.
0: (laughs) And the fun facts aren't fun. I did include the murders that are like a possible connection within the five confirmed murders. So we start on June 4th of 1963 in Santa Barbara, California. And the crime scene is a shack. And this is a possible connection to the Zodiac Killer. Um, It was Robert Domingos and his fiance, um, Linda Edwards. They were seniors at Lompoc High School, 17, 18-ish. They had used senior ditch day to go to the beach together which is like really cute. We're going to take our day off school. We're going to go to the beach. It's going to be really romantic. We're fiance's. We're going to get married. Yay. This is beautiful. Just kidding. They didn't return home. By Wednesday morning, um, Domingo's father went to the beach to search for them because it was weird that they hadn't returned home. And he found their bodies lying together in the remains of a crumbling shack. And now I'm not even going to go into how the bodies looked yet. I just want to say who sees the crumbling shack and is like, "Oh, yes, maybe my missing child is in there."
1: I mean, why do people why do people go to you ever been to Arizona and seen those it's where some indians literally carved homes into the side of a of a rock wall no you ever seen that no no i'd have to i'll ask my uh, grandparents they know more about that okay but, um, regardless like why do people feel drawn toward old and definitely not safe things
0: that's true that's true but if i were like i don't know if i were on the beach looking for my kids i wouldn't go like there's a falling apart shack i'd be like they probably drowned i mean in, in a way, it makes some
1: sense. I think that people, I think that even kids are naturally drawn toward shelter Danger. in general if they feel like they're, if, if they feel like they're separated and endangered. That's yeah. fair. Like, if I was in the middle of a forest completely lost, and I was just a little kid, and I saw a house, at least it's vaguely familiar of society.
0: Okay, okay. We're Hansel and Gretel this shit, but like, okay. I see where you're going. So he found the bodies in the shack. He just, there were two bodies. There were two dead bodies in a shack.
1: But was there a living one?
0: No. Well, the father.
1: (laughs) This poor kid, completely off topic, was a missing child, never found again.
0: I mean, this child never existed. Um, Damn. It was Timmy with his missing legs.
1: It was just the legs. This is one part of his great adventure.
0: This is where the legs reappeared. Yeah. So, um, the victims' bodies, um, were bound with rope. Um, some of the rope was fraying where it looked like they were struggling to, um, escape. Um, but Robert was shot 11 times, and Linda was shot 9, which is why it was very quickly linked as a, like, homicide. Um, of, like, the variety of, like, not knowing who the killer was versus a, like, um, homicide of the nature of, like, lover's rage or anything like that. Um, because if it were lover's rage, theoretically, she wouldn't have been able to shoot her back nice, herself in the back nine times after shooting him 11 times. And vice versa. Yeah. They were shot and killed with a twenty two caliber weapon, and the bodies were dragged to the shack so, I mean, there I guess that means there was probably a blood trace that he followed. It wasn't just, like, an abandoned shack. Let's walk in there. Yeah. But um, they were dragged into the shack where they were laid. Um, and there was evidence of burns of it from an attempted but failed fire to burn the bodies. Um, now, the main reason there's a connection to it is because the... Ammo was Winchester Western Super X ammo, which is the same that the Zodiac Killer used. Um, and he also used a 22 caliber. And then it shares a ton of similarities to the Lake Berryessa attack, which we'll get to later. However, in 1972, this case was marked cold in its entirety, but it is still viewed as a possible connection. So that's our very first one.
1: I guess I can't really comment on this until we go to the next murders, but...
0: You can comment, it's okay.
1: The one thing that I, that doesn't really sit right for me about this, I mean, this is a problem I have with the Zodiac killings in general, Mm-hmm. but he doesn't really, he doesn't do a good job of finding himself a pattern. No. And the one thing that this is very different from... Most of the later Zodiac killings is going through the trouble of hiding the bodies. Yeah, I agree. I don't. As I recall, I don't think he does that literally with any of his other killings. No. Nah. So I don't know. I guess. I guess I would. I guess what's bothering me is it seems. I don't know. I don't know about the evolution of serial killers, to be honest. It's possible maybe this was like a trial run and then he only, after doing it, after killing before, after having some experience with murder, maybe only then did he feel comfortable enough to
0: not hide bodies and try to destroy them. See, I understand what you're saying, but usually an MO is developed so quickly yeah, that it doesn't make right. Like, you're not wrong in saying that that one doesn't really link up the way you think it should.
1: Yeah. I do
0: think this next possible connection is a lot more likely. So this one is two years before the first confirmed. Um, October thirtieth, nineteen 1966, in Riverside, Um, 18-year-old Sherry Josephine Bates was a college student at Riverside City College, um, where her dad was a professor. Um, she left a note in her dad's office that said, dad went to RCC Library. Um, he, she didn't return home that night. And um, the next morning he went to the library and found the her Volkswagen Beetle um, abandoned in the library parking lot and was like, you know, that's weird. So he went to look, and there was um, really close by, found her body lying between two houses. Now, she wasn't hidden. It looked kind of like she stumbled off, tried to get away, and that's where she died because she was not shot. Um, She had been stabbed several times, and her throat had been slashed. At the scene, the police found a men's Timex watch, a military boot print, and hairs in dried blood on the victim's hand. So like he she pulled his hair trying to fight, I guess. Yeah. Um her purse was completely intact still, nothing was missing from it. So they couldn't deem it like a robbery gone wrong. Um and there was through the autopsy no evidence of sexual assault so they also could not deem it like a well a rape gone more wrong than it already is yeah one month after comma the local paper and police department received typewritten letters titled the confession they were um, written by someone who claimed to be the killer and it read miss bates was stupid she went to the slaughter like a lamb I am, not, I am not sick, I am insane. And then in April of 67, so six months later, the newspaper police and Joseph Bates received virtually identical handwritten letters that said Bates had to die, there will be more. And then signed it with a symbol that resembles the letter Z. So that is the final of the, like, possible connections.
1: So I have a couple things I want to clarify. She wasn't shot,
0: right? Right, but he stabs later too.
1: It sounds to me like she wandered away to an extent. Doesn't sound like she was killed in place.
0: No, it sounds like she was trying to get away.
1: Yeah. Do you think it was like a chase or like she got she already had a stab or two and so she was trying to make it get away, but you know
0: Yeah, um I think she had she was obviously stabbed a couple of times i don't think it was a like oh my god there's this guy coming at me type thing well i think it turned into that but i think she was stabbed first a couple of times and i think where she was found was probably ultimately where her throat was slashed just because of the logics of how quickly if your throat is slashed um especially in the right places you can bleed out really fucking fast
1: yeah, I, I also think most animals don't have an instinct to run when their throat is slashed.
0: Yeah, but with the footprint, the boot print being over there, it makes sense that she did try and get away at some point.
1: There is something bothering me, kind of like there was something bothering me about the last one. Go ahead. Is that in a lot of the later uh, killings associated with the Zodiac there isn't a personalized motive to the killing. And what, and what I mean by that is, obviously there is a personal motivation to kill. Right. But usually it's not specifically, there's language in the letters of the confession and, and the letters sent out to Bates and the police. There's language in there that implies a specific, like she needed to die, specifically her, and others will follow. There isn't any other claim in any of the other Zodiac murders that this person, specifically this guy, needed to die. It Mm -hmm. was, it seemed more like he just killed whoever gave him the opportunity.
0: Well, now, yes, but this also could be a thing where um, he, the two suspects that were like definitely in this area at the time, and we'll get into that later, but they were both teachers. So it very well could have been a thing where she just happened to be there, so she was the one that they were going to kill. But they knew her father, or something along those lines. But it does feel a little too close to home.
1: Yeah, I just, even if it was that, if, if that was the case, why send the letter specifically saying she had to die? Yeah. Because most of the others, he just would simply, you know, Gloat about having killed yes. someone and no one getting and no one catching them. So why specifically say she deserved this? she was so stupid for coming here. She needed to die. Doesn't seem to me to match up with anything else the Zodiac killer does confirm.
0: Okay, that's fair. But then that brings back the like, that brings back the whole like if this was a first killing type thing. Yeah. Well, this I- this is this
1: is the kind of thing where I, again I don't know the evolution of a serial killer. And definitely the Zodiac Killer takes multiple forms and kills in multiple ways throughout his career and to the extent that not all of them really necessarily correlate beyond the notes we have, which from him specifically saying, yep, that was me. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, There doesn't seem to be any pattern. (laughs) The letters are the only link that I can think of (laughs) because he wrote it with, like, every murder from here on out. Now, if you look at the two letters, the handwriting's the same.
2: Hey, bro! Hey, bro! Awesome bro take! Yeah, man, I hoped you noticed I got it from Phoenix Fit. Like the bird? No, it's spelled FNX Fit. Fuel for greatness. Oh yeah, man, you are pretty great. You know, I've totally heard of them. I get my protein powder from them. Dude, bro, you use protein powder? That's why you look so good. Man, thanks, bro. Dude, I'm looking at the website right now. They donate a gallon of clean water to parts of the world that don't have it every time you make a purchase. Well, bro, that's so beautiful. Just like our romance, dude. I love you, bro. No, I love you, bro. Use the code CRASHER with a capital C for 15% off every purchase at fnxfit.com.
0: Okay, so December 20th. Five days before Christmas. How fucking shitty. Maybe they were Jewish.
1: I mean, you know, he had to get the killing done early enough that he would still have time to buy presents.
0: Uh, Okay. If you're buying your presents five days before Christmas,
1: good luck. The guy's a serial killer. You think
0: he plans ahead for Christmas? I mean, considering we still don't know who the guy is, I think he's probably a planner. I don't know if I, I mean, okay, there's some evidence that he stalks
1: his victims, some evidence, but not a whole lot of evidence. Most of
0: it seems like he just gets in and, you know, fucking kills a guy. I think he definitely, like, had to have planned out how he was going to do each crime because there was no DNA evidence from him. No fingerprints until the last one.
1: I mean, clearly the hood
0: implies premeditation. Right. But... So he obviously is a planner. Uh... You can't deny that he planned this. The letters, like, to an extent, all of it had to have been planned out. I think more planning started happening after the letters were
1: sent. After, like, the first letter, I think more planning okay. became... so that would have been
0: later. after the second murder. Exact. Okay, so December 20th, five days before Christmas, that sucks. In 1968, in Benicia, I think that's how you say it. So it was high school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday. And they went on their first ever date together, promising to be back home by 11. What a shitty first date what are you talking about it was to die for <laughs> I really hate that you did that and I didn't because like that's my thing <laughs> Bad jokes are can you hear the ice cream truck again
1: I hear the ice cream truck yes
0: do, 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 do. sometimes I hear that thing at like midnight and like all I can think is of the knife truck. There's, okay, it's in Massachusetts. There's this guy who owns an old ice cream truck that still plays that and drives around to sharpen people's knives. <laughs> and that's all I could think of And I'm like, I'm gonna get murdered by this fucking knife truck guy.
1: Honestly, if I heard that in like the middle of the night- It's terrifying. Pro- I would probably assume it was Five Nights at Freddy's.
0: Right? Like I'm gonna shit myself if I hear that again. Um, it's a pretty shitty first date, but it was to die for.
1: The date itself sounded like they were having a pretty good time.
0: Yeah, it went really, really well. And so shortly before 11, they went to a lover's lane spot along Lake Herman Road. And shortly after 11, um, another driver parked next to them and then left for a few minutes and then came back. And then... Left again, supposedly. Um, Moments later, a motorist saw um, what looked like to be two lifeless bodies in the road and called the police. The police responded to the scene and found Betty Lou dead with five bullet wounds in her back. And David was found next to the Rambler with a bullet wound in his head, but was still breathing. Bullet holes in the car were from the roof and back window, which indicated that warning shots were fired to force the victims out of the car. Shell casings recovered identified the ammunition as Winchester Western Super X copper-coated, which would have come from a 22 caliber JC Higgins Model 80 semi-automatic pistol. None of that means anything to me.
1: It's just model and make.
0: Yeah, um, but that was the same one that was used at the very first possibility of his the shack um and then so police deemed it to be random targets by a stranger for unknown reasons and like i know this is gonna sound super bad i know a lot about murder i love true crime that rarely happens that someone's just like i'm gonna just murder these people yeah that's really rare And honestly I think that's always motive. There's yeah. And so I think it's really terrifying to have someone who just was like, Okay, let's do it now. But after this there's a period of inactivity. So do we do you have comments on that first murder?
1: I forget. Is this one of the ones where the guy survived?
0: No. they survived. No. The next one is the first where someone survives.
1: I know I was talking about how I feel like it was only after the letters that the murder really became, in the true sense, you know, planned out. Yeah. Uh, The thing for me that made this one seem like it wasn't planned out was having to do a second drive-by. Yeah. To me, it sounds like the guy drove up. Drove, uh, drove. <laughs> we drove now. It's droovy time. Uh, to me, it sounded like what happened was he was driving through,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm not even sure if you'd expect. I'm not even sure if he expected to find anyone there. But okay. then, when he did, he decided, you know what? This is a chance. And so then he went to scope out the area to see if anyone else was near enough to notice him killed them. Then he came back. If he was planning the kill premeditated fully, that he would have checked the scene before driving up to kill them. There wouldn't have been a need to come a second time. That just makes you look shady.
0: Now, I'm trying to come up with a reason why he would have left, other than like to get a weapon. And the only other thing I could come up with was that someone else was there, like a third car. Yeah. And so he was like, well, I'll just leave because they're going to all notice I'm alone and I'll come back in a little bit. Yeah. If you're thinking about a lover's lane, they probably don't notice someone else coming and going. I suppose so. Theoretically. It's the
1: only murder he makes where he has to do a double take. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, to me, that implies it wasn't as well thought out as later killings.
0: There had to have been some planning. The warning shots—like he definitely knew he wanted them out of the car. Did he, though? Why would you fire he fire want... warning shots otherwise? Well, think about it. He wanted them out of the car to kill him. But
1: then shot the one. But then shot the guy in the head as soon as he stepped out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Before he had even finished getting out of the car, and then he just shot the girl. Five Why did he go.
0: want them to step out? Maybe he had intentions to steal the car. That wouldn't fit the
1: Zodiac Killer modus operandi either. What motive does he have? He's bored. That's what I'm saying, is that I don't think he'd thought everything. I think he was like, okay, uh, maybe I'll just gain control of the situation. And then he asked them to step out of the car, but then he second-guessed himself and just shot them on instinct. I think, at that point, he wanted to kill, wasn't sure how to go about it. Because otherwise, it it just seems very clumsy. And he gives them orders to step out of the car, which he immediately shoots them for obeying. To me, it all seems so rough and unpolished.
0: Oh, I mean, absolutely. And that's... I do want to look into that, I mean, just with the theory, within the theory itself of if the other two before this were linked, This one is, I mean, it's not his sloppiest. I think his fifth is the sloppiest. Yeah. But um, it does seem quite a bit more sloppy than even this next one. I mean, I think he got off on the fact that they couldn't figure out it was him. It was like, I'm smarter than you are. I can get away with this. I'm better than you.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. That that was 100% part of the
0: profile for the Zodiac kit. So, yeah, but no, due to the sloppy nature of this, First, one you could see where it kind of links up with the stabbing, yeah, and honestly, kind of with the beach, also because we're slowly getting a little more organized. We've got the same gun again, but we're not trying to burn a body. We worked quicker, stabbing someone didn't work as well as he wanted, we had to slit their throat. And I mean, the next one, the next murders, also a shooting. And then we have one more stabbing and then another shooting.
1: I'm not going to say that he absolutely couldn't have done the two alleged killings that might have been him. I'm just saying it seems to break away from mainline Zodiac. They don't really match up with how the other killings go. Because there's either stated intention to kill a specific person, or because he goes to the trouble of hiding the bodies. This one at least rings pretty much true. Despite being clumsy, it still makes, you know... This was probably one of the easier ones to pull off, in terms of lots of room for error, Mm -hmm. because it's a lover's lane, there usually is plenty of privacy in a yeah.
0: lover's lane confirmed murder number two or murder number four if we're going to attribute these two previous killings to him yeah July 4th 1969 so seven months later in Valley how do you say that Valley Ho Vallejo. Ho Valley Ho listen I like mine better <laughs> Vallejo, okay. Um, At Blue Rock Springs Park, um, 22-year-old Darlene Farron, who was a young wife and a young mother, um, picked up her friend Michael McGue. They stopped in the parking lot at Blue Rock Springs Park. And um, another vehicle pulled in around midnight only to leave again and come back a few minutes later. So that's the second time that he's done that. The driver got out of the car and shined a bright light, similar to what police will use um, in their faces and then fired into the Corvair with a nine millimeter handgun. Michael was shot in the jaw, the shoulder and the leg. Darlene was shot several times, but they did not disclose where. At 12.40 p.m., Vallejo Police Department was called from a phone booth where a man claimed responsibility for this, as well as the murder on Lake Herman Road. He um, spoke in a low tone, saying, I want to report a murder. If you will go one mile east on Columbus Parkway, you will find kids in a brown car. They were shot with a 9 millimeter Luger. I also killed those kids last year. Goodbye. And then hung up. Darlene died, unfortunately, upon arrival to the hospital, but Michael did survive. Through investigations, they were unable to identify any viable suspects. That was murder number two.
1: I think it's interesting that he likes calling out his weapon of choice. Yeah. I'm not sure necessarily why I find that interesting. It's just it's something he does consistently. Mhm. It really feels like the previous murders were kind of just like a tacked on part of the confession at the end. It's just like, oh, and those other kids too. Right. Like he gives he gives so much like evil like like, you know, connivingness to this current murder. He's like,
0: yeah. <laughs> We'll get to the letters in a, just a minute, yeah. the first four letters, but um, he does go into detail on that first one in those, four, in those letters. It's not like... I mean, I guess he was at a payphone, so like maybe he just didn't have enough quarters. <laughs> I,
1: th- I feel like you could get more than one minute of phone call with a quarter back in the day. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know. know. I don't Never know how to use a payphone, but... Uh, me
0: neither. I forget that they're a thing. Isn't there a song that's like, I'm at a payphone!
1: We're not gonna talk about Maroon 5 here, Is that what it is? Or... Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, look at me knowing something that also was horrible singing. I don't know what key I was in. I think I I'm changed key. I'm
1: actually not 100% sure if that was I'm a Maroon a 5 song show. or if it was a song done just by the lead singer.
0: You know, let me look. Now I have to know, we're really off-topic. It was Maroon 5 and Wiz Khalifa. Huh. Thank you for that. Honestly, anything to lighten this episode. So, in my notes, I wrote, Yeet! Put a pause on the murder, now we go to some fucking letters. So clearly, I was trying to entertain myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Letter 1. Went to Vallejo Times and um, it was postmarked July 31st, 1969. The writer claimed responsibility for the two shootings and provided details about the victims, weapons, number of shots fired, and brand of ammunition. So now I will be pulling up my notes and reading it, I think. It says, Dear Editors, I am the killer of the two teens, something I can't read, last Christmas at Lake Herman and the girl, last 4th of July. To prove this, I shall state some facts which only I and the police know. Christmas. One, Brand of Ammo Super X. Two, 10 shots fired. Boy was on Something feet to car, girl was lying on the right side, feet to west, 4th of July, girl was wearing patterned pants, boy was also shot in knee, brand of ammo was Western. So that was the very first one. And the handwriting's awful. The second letter, same day, was given to the San Francisco Chronicle. And it was virtually identical to the one I just read, but it had a third of the cipher. Um, and that says, here's a cipher that is part of one. The other two parts are being mailed to the Valley the Times and the um, San Francisco Examiner. I want you to print this cipher on the front page by Friday afternoon, August 1st, 1969. If you do not print this cipher, I will go on a kill rampage Friday night. This will last the whole weekend. I will cruise around killing people who are alone at night until um, until Sunday night or until I kill a dozen people.
1: Can we talk about how honestly that probably would have been the easiest way to catch him? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hate to be that guy who's just, you know what? Goat him into killing people. But, like, I feel like If he didn't have such isolated murders, it wouldn't have been as hard to track him. Yeah. So if he really did go for a rampage like he threatened, probably would have helped.
0: I know. I know. So those were the first three letters. Um, The one that was sent to the San Francisco Chronicle was identical to the one I just read. Now, on August 4th of 1969, we get the debut of the Zodiac letter. Um, This was sent in response to police asking for proof that the writer committed these murders. So we have, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. In answer to your asking for more details about the good times I've had in Vallejo, Vallejo, I shall be very happy to supply you more material. By the way, are the police having a good time with the code? If not, tell them to cheer up. When they do crack it, they will have me. On the 4th of July, I did not something the car down. Window was rolled down already. The boy wasn't originally sitting in the front seat when I began firing. When I fired the first shot at his head, he leaped backwards at the same time, thus boiling my aim. He ended up on the back seat then, the floor in back thrashing, very violently with his legs. Um, Something, I can't read, it's blurred. I shot him in the knee. I did leave the area of the killing with squealing tires and, wow, I really can't read this. Sorry. Nah, no worries. You get the point. He wrote a letter. He was not happy.
2: Hey, bro. Hey, bro, awesome bro take. Yeah, man, I hope you noticed I got it from Phoenix Fit. Like the bird? No, it's spelled FNX Fit, fuel for greatness. Oh yeah, man, you are pretty great. You know, I've totally heard of them. I get my protein powder from them. Dude, bro, you use protein powder? That's why you look so good. Man, thanks, bro. Dude, I'm looking at the website right now. They donate a gallon of clean water to parts of the world that don't have it every time you make a purchase well bro that's so beautiful just like our romance, dude i love you bro no i love you bro use the code crasher with a capital c for 15 percent off every purchase at fnxfit.com
0: now we go back to the murders okay then Um, Lake Berryessa, September 27th, 1969, and now we get into like a thing where it's like two weeks, like it gets pretty fast. Um, so, Saturday in late September, college students Brian Hartnell and Celia Shepard were, in my words, chilling on the shore of the lake. Hey Siri! what classifies a shore okay i found this on the web for what classifies a shore check it out according to dictionary.com a shore is the land along the edge of a sea lake or river it counts good to know um so a man approached holding a gun and wearing a hooded costume with a white crossed circle stitched over the chest Um, So he explained that he had just escaped from prison and needed money and a car to escape to Mexico. Now, how close is Mexico from...
1: In general, if you're close to southern... If you're in, like, southern California, you're actually not that far from Mexico. To just cross the border into Mexico is probably, like, They're only, they're only, you know, 680 miles away from what is technically the bottom border of the United States.
0: Okay, so it's not super far.
1: No, they're, they're what, a, uh, they're an 11 hour drive,
0: 11 hours, 12 hours. Okay. So they were like, yeah, take the money, take the car, because we don't want to be killed. But then he proceeded to bind the students with pre-cut lengths of plastic clothesline. Then, without warning, after he finished tying them, he plunged a large knife six times into Brian's back and then stabbed Cecilia ten times as she fought very hard, according to Brian, for her life. Um, The man then walked to Brian's car, used a blue felt-tip pen to draw a circle on the door with dates and locations of the murders. Um, This one was September 27th 69 630 by knife um, at 740 a caller called Napa Police Department and reported a double murder described Brian's car and directed the police to the scene of the crime then said I'm the one who did it and hung up police traced the call to a payphone near a car wash um Brian did survive this but Cecilia died two days later in hospital which, like, I can't imagine the amount of pain she was in.
1: Coming up with this weird pretext that you need to, like, rob these kids of their car and go to Mexico City and tying them up. It's odd that he goes through this much trouble for this particular murder, and then for the others, he just sort of, you know, eh, whatever, you're dead now. That in particular makes this one stick out a lot.
0: It's very, um, Bundy-esque to have that motive of let me make you very comfortable before I kill you.
1: I mean, I'm not, uh, this is kind of the opposite. Let me terrify you into thinking maybe you have a chance only as being, you know, bound as a hostage instead of literally-
0: I would like have handed him the keys and run. Like I would have tossed the keys in person and run. Like- That's the wise thing to do. Um, I also
1: have to wonder how no one noticed this dude walking around with this fucking hood
0: maybe it was <laughs> like, cause it, I mean it was only 6.30pm on. like it wasn't
1: this, this one is definitely the most theatrical but also the uh, I guess the most confusing in that sense that there's so much going on that you're not even sure why
0: it's going on yeah I mean this whole thing is just really weird and like I love it because it is really weird it's really weird why do you think he decided
1: to write on the car?
0: I think he got bored. I think it was another, I mean, it was another note. It was going to get him back in the media.
1: But then he made the call. Mm-hmm. And he sent another letter afterwards, didn't he?
0: Next letter isn't sent until October 13th. Ah, oh, gotcha. So not until after Stein. Yeah. I don't know. Seems, seems like an odd choice. I um, mean, but he does that all the time from calls to letters to i mean it's kind of like just whatever's going to get him the most attention and since he did have the car why not i think he wants to push it as far as he can because he knows he can keep pushing it and they're not going to find him like he wasn't smart about when he did it yeah he just sort of walked up yeah
1: even if you assume that he only slipped on the hood right before approaching them Did nobody see this dude, like...
0: Maybe he took the hood off.
1: It might have been just a momentary thing. It might have been. But even then, like... Was this, like, in an actually secluded area? I don't think so. Because, like, you'd think there'd either be someone on the sidewalk or someone in, like, a building or something nearby who could actually have seen this happen.
0: And, I mean, like, also, like, 6.30 p.m. in September it's still gonna be light out. Like, I'm I'm really baffled by this.
1: I wonder if those guys, this is horrible to say. I wonder if they actually like genuinely believed that this guy wearing a hood over his head with a weird circle and cross, I wonder if they really thought this guy was just your standard car robber. <laughs>
0: Well, he did just escape from prison, so... I, yeah, but even that part, it's like, is that the standard prison attire? Yeah, duh. Do you not? I don't know. I think my first thought if I were breaking out in prison would be like, let me get a mask and stitch onto it a crosshair um, before I go kill someone else. Um, but I'm going to tell them I'm going to take their car. The animals have not been cooperating this recording. We have one last confirmed murder, and this one kills me because it's so sloppy. But it's not like as going...
1: sloppy as the following investigation. I know. Like, if anyone wants to know why the killer wasn't caught,
0: I refer you to, to literally this. Yeah, no, this really makes me mad. Like, really, really mad. But you see this with a lot of serial killers, too. That, like, their last couple of murders just get real sloppy. And it's partially because they get cocky. Like, I mean, Bundy, for example, because I keep circling back to him because I feel like everyone knows Bundy. Fucking was his own lawyer. And they let him go into the law library by himself and he escaped his trial. And when you let them do stuff like that, of course they're going to get cocky and be like, let me try something in public. But here we go. October 11th in San Francisco, 1969. Paul Stein was a 28 year old student who worked on the side as a cab driver. Stein had picked him up, Soviet Killer up, and was directed to go to an upscale Presidio Heights neighborhood So, on the intersection of Washington and Cherry Street, um, the passenger shot Stein in the head, killing him immediately. He removed a piece of the victim's shirt and walked away just before the police arrived. The police radio broadcast mistakenly described the suspect as a black man. So, passing officers spoke to and then dismissed a man resembling the correct description. I have so many issues with this. Like, America, get it together. Hmm. There were fingerprints found on the driver's side of the cab, but we don't know if they belong to the killer or...
1: Probably to the driver.
0: Yeah. Um, however, a sketch was produced based on the description provided by witnesses. And originally this was considered just a routine robbery. Um, but what changed it was when the San Francisco Chronicle received an envelope with a letter from the Zodiac, the letter began with, I am the murderer of the taxi driver, and also contained a blood stained piece of Stein's shirt. So that's our final definite murder. Now there's one more possible murder and a possible attempted murder, but first we have more letters.
1: Only that I think he started getting confident, which is the only reason why he would- I don't think he would have staged a killing right like that if he hadn't already gotten off on the letters he'd been sending to the police and having them not solve his cipher. I think at that point he got cocky, and it wouldn't have worked out in his favor if we hadn't fucked it all up. Yeah. And I think after that, that probably explains why there's, like, so little activity afterwards, is because after that run-in with cops, he was like, oh shit, maybe we shouldn't try that again. Maybe
0: I went a little too far to the letters again. This is the Zodiac speaking. Up to the end of October, I have killed seven people. I have grown rather angry with the police for their telling lies about me. So I shall change the way the collecting of slaves. I shall no longer announce to anyone when I commit my murders. They shall look like routine robberies, killings of anger and a few fake accidents, etc. The police shall never catch me because I have been too clever for them. I look like the description passed out only when I do my thing. The rest of the time I look entirely different. I shall not tell you what my disguise consists of when I kill. As of yet, I have left no fingerprints behind me, contrary to what the police say. In my killings, I wear transparent fingertip guards. All it is is two coats of airplane cement coated on my fingertips. Quite unnoticeable and very effective. My killing tools have been bought, something through the mail order outfits before the ban went into effect, except one, and it was bought out of the state. So as you see, the police don't have much to work on. If you wonder why I was wiping the cab down, I was leaving fake clues for the police to run all over town with. As one might say, I gave the cops some busy work to do to keep them happy i enjoy needling the blue pigs hey blue pig i was in the park you were using fire fire trucks to mask the sound of your cruising um proud calls the dogs never come within two blocks of me and they were two to the west and three was only two. Um, oh, and there was only two groups of barking about 10 minutes apart Um, they went by about 150 feet away going from south to northwest PS two cops pulled a goof about five minutes after I left the cab. I was walking down the hill to the park when this cop car pulled up to me um, and called me over and asked if I saw anyone acting suspicious or strange in the last five to 10 minutes and I said yes, there was this man who was running by. Waving a gun and the cops peeled off and went around the corner as I directed them. And I disappeared into the pack about, I can't read that, um, never to be seen again. Hey, pig, doesn't it rile you up to have have your nose rubbed in your boo-boos? If you cops think I'm going to take on a bus the way I stated I was, you deserve to have holes in your head. He attached his plans to blow up a school bus. He threatened
1: that a couple times. Yes. And that never really happened.
0: No, it never happened. It's horrifying, but it never happened. Thank God. So that was that letter. And then we get this letter. Hopefully I can actually read some of these quickly. Um, This is a Zodiac speaking. I thought you would need a good laugh before you hear the bad news. You won't get the news for a while. P.S. Could you print this new cipher in your front page? I get awfully lonely when I'm ignored. So lonely, I could do my thing. Then we get, this is the Zodiac speaking. I wish you a happy Christmas. Christmas is spelt wrong, just so you know.
1: He wasn't exactly the best speller
0: in his ciphers, I'll say that. But, like, I feel like Christmas is pretty easy to spell. He added an extra S.
1: There is, but, like, in general, his spelling was pretty good, right?
0: No. No? No, that's why I'm having trouble reading so much of it. Um, the one thing I ask of you is this. Please help me. I cannot reach out for help because of this thing in me won't let me. I'm fighting it extremely spelt wrong, difficult spelt wrong, to hold it in check. I am afraid I will lose, spelt wrong, control again, and take my ninth, spelt wrong, and possibly, spelt wrong, tenth victim, spelt wrong. Please help me. I am drowning. At the moment, the children are saved from the bomb because it is so massive to dig in and... The trigger mech requires much work to get it adjusted just right, but if I hold back too long from, no, from number nine, I will lose complete, crossed out, all control of myself, and set the bomb up. Please help me. I cannot remain in control for much longer.
1: That seems contradictory to everything else. Yeah. Uh, it It's a little late to plea insanity.
0: Well, and also, like, why are you suddenly being like, "Help me, help me, poor me"? It's a little late to. Pull yeah, like, in. we're we're a little past that. You know,
1: that's a weird letter to follow the whole blue pigs letter. Very different tone.
0: <laughs> that one was addressed to not a cop. That did not go to the police. That went to a senator.
1: Why to a senator? I
0: don't know. Cool. Okay, so, this one is really interesting to me. In the March 22nd, he was driving his car and picked up 22-year-old Kathleen Johns, an infant daughter. They were headed to visit their uh, Kathleen's sick mother in Petaluma. Yeah. I said it right? Yes! Yeah, Petaluma. Um, now, Kathleen was also seven months pregnant with her second child, so she was driving on Highway 132, and a vehicle appeared alongside her, rolled down his window, signaled for her to pull over. He pulled over behind her and explained that the back wheel of her station wagon was loose and that he could fix it, and so she agreed, and instead of fixing anything, he loosened the lug nuts so that when she tried to drive away, the tire fell off. And he was like, oh, it just must have been worse than I thought it was. Let me drive you to this gas station so we can get you help. And she was like, okay. So she got in the car thinking that's what was gonna happen, but very quickly discovered he had other plans. He kept driving further and further away and she was kind of like, yo, the gas station was like back there, what's happening? Like, please, like, let me out of the car he started threatening her, was threatening to harm the daughter, like was not, it was not good. And so she was like, what the fuck do I do? Like we I think she was in his car for like half an hour and was like, what do I do? What do I do? And eventually she opened the door and jumped out of the moving car with her infant daughter and ran.
1: I don't think that is strictly true. I think she jumped out when he stopped at an intersection. It
0: sounded like it was moving, but not fast. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like going like 30 miles an hour. Yeah. But it's still, she jumped out of a slightly moving car, seven months pregnant with a baby. Um, so she actually went and hid it in the grass. And he came out looking for her and apparently got like really close to her, but gave up and went to the car. Um, after a passing driver took Kathleen to a nearby police station. And I would like to say, girl had some fucking balls getting in another stranger's car after that. (laughs) Like.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess when you're in that, I guess at that point, your odds of getting into a second killer's car, highly unlikely.
0: Yeah, but like, would you even try? I wouldn't.
1: I mean, what were her her alternatives? Walking? Walking? I don't know. (laughs) I guess she could have tried, I don't know,
0: calling a cab, maybe? Right, but like, I mean, there's payphones, obviously. We've learned those are things. (laughs) However, she identified the stranger from a police sketch of the Zodiac. And uh, months later, the Zodiac letter mentioned a rather interesting ride with a woman and her baby. So that's that one. And then I have one final death.
1: I feel like this one is also kind of weird because it's the only one where he actively tries to... He's not in the same way, but he's essentially moving the body. You know, he's trying to take this woman far away from where her vehicle is and kill her away from where she actually would have been. It's like a preemptive way to hide the body. Instead of killing them, then taking the body, you leave their stuff where it is so they think okay her body must be in this area then you drive her away from it kill her there
0: Mm -hmm. well my only thing would be that like because it was on a highway too many witnesses but this is after the one Stein yes thank you it's after Stein so he's just done a very public one so why why would that matter all of a sudden I guess
1: I mean, we could have been on the money when we said he was scared because the police came literally that close to catching him. Yeah. He literally ran into the police.
0: But then ri- so, why, write, why write the letter to taunt them?
1: Well, on the one hand, he has to keep up his public appearance because his ego demands it. But that, that doesn't mean, But that doesn't mean that, you know, in his actual attempts to murder, he can't decide, maybe I should be more crafty about this next one. Okay, that's fair. So he decides to take her and kill her away from where they'd find her vehicle, which would slow the investigation.
0: Okay. I mean, the loosening the lug nuts thing is kind of
1: smart. This one definitely is premeditated, I'll give you that.
0: It's premeditated- (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, it's premeditated in the sense that he definitely wanted to kill. It's not premeditated in the sense of like, who he was gonna kill.
1: Yeah, again, he doesn't have a motive for a specific person, which is why I still think that one was too close. This one, yeah, he knew the method with which he was going to catch. He didn't know which victim it would be, but he had he'd laid his web. He's going to
0: catch a fly. Yeah. Okay. So this is the last one that is attributed to him um in Lake Tahoe. September 6, 1970, a woman named Donna Lass worked in San Francisco at Letterman General Hospital, um, which was really close to where the Zodiac Killer took the cab driver. Upon moving to Lake Tahoe, she found work as a nurse for Sahara Hotel and Casino. September 6, Donna vanished sometime after the last entry in her logbook at 1.50 a.m. They're so cool. Hmm. So badass wasting all of that gasoline. I hate that. I, I don't get the point of it. Um. Anyways, the, her car was found abandoned near her apartment the next day. Um, some accounts say an unidentified man called Donna's employer and landlord and claimed that she had to leave town due to a family emergency but um Donna's family told authorities that there was no emergency the man was never identified the body was never found now due to one of the letters that he sent that had an ad for a condominium in Lake Tahoe phrases like pass Lake Tahoe areas and sought victim 12 it was added to the list of possible Zodiac victims Maybe there's not enough information on it
2: Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Awesome bro take. Yeah, man. I hope you noticed I got it from Phoenix Fit. Like the bird? No, it's spelled F-N-X-Fit. Fuel for greatness. Oh, yeah, man. You are pretty great. You know, I've totally heard of them. I get my protein powder from them. Dude, bro, you use protein powder? That's why you look so good. Man, thanks, bro. Dude, I'm looking at the website right now. They donate a gallon of clean water to parts of the world that don't have it every time you make a purchase. Well, bro, that's so beautiful. Just like our romance, dude. I love you, bro. No, I love you, bro. Use the code CRASHER with a capital C for 15% off every purchase at fnxfit.com.
0: I do have an update on the Riverside murders. He found a squeaky toy right outside my door. Amazingness. In 1969, the Riverside police contacted Northern California investigators with similarities between Bates and some of the Zodiac crimes. Um, Moral, the documents examiner, determined the Zodiac was responsible for the notes linked to the Bates case. Um, The Riverside connection was revealed by Paul Avery, the reporter for San Francisco Chronicle. Um, The Zodiac sent the letter to the Los Angeles Times, indicating that the killer confirmed the theory that he had killed Bates. The Zodiac wrote, I do have to give them credit for stumbling across my Riverside activity, but they are only finding the easy ones. There are a hell of a lot more down there. However, Riverside rejected the theory and focused on a jilted former lover of Bates in the 90s. They obtained a sample of the suspect's DNA to compare with DNA taken from the hairs found in the victim's hand in 66. It was not a match. So we've got more letters. This one says, this is the Zodiac speaking. By the way, have you cracked the last cipher I sent you? My name is, and then it has another, like, code. I am mildly curious as to how much money you have on my head now. I hope you do not think that I was the one who wiped out that blue meanie with a bomb at the cop station. Even though I talked about killing school children with one, it just wouldn't do to move in on someone else's territory. But there is more glory in killing a cop than a kid because a cop can shoot back. I've killed 10 people to date. It would have been a lot more, except that my bus bomb was a dud. I was swamped out by the rain we had a while back. Then he sent a greeting card that says, sorry to hear your ass is a dragon. It's a Halloween card, I guess, not a greeting card. Um, and then he wrote, I hope you enjoy yourselves when I have my blast. Um, if you don't want me to have this blast, you must do two things tell everyone about the bus bomb with all the details and i would like to see some nice zodiac buttons wandering around town everyone else has these buttons like and then it's like a peace sign um well it would cheer me up considerably if i saw a lot of people wearing my button please no nasty ones thank you like does he really think he deserves a
1: commemorative button
0: I mean, apparently, because that's where we're at, but like...
1: I wonder if he thinks he's like a celebrity where people want to like invite him on to talk shows and he's going to have fan apparel.
0: That's really what he seems to think. That's really concerning, isn't it?
1: Delusions of grandeur.
0: Honestly, what was he on and can I get some? Not for you, Eli, not for you. This one says, um, this is the Zodiac speaking. I've become very upset with the people of San Fran Bay Area. They have not complied with my wishes for them to wear some nice buttons. I promised to punish them if they did not comply by annihilating a full school bus. But now school is out for the summer, so I punished them in another way. I shot a man sitting in a parked car with a 38. The map coupled with this code will tell you where the bomb is set. You have until next fall to dig it up.
1: And, of course, there was no bomb. Yeah. They, ne- they neither found the bomb, nor did any explosions that were unaccounted for happen.
0: There's a very specific letter I'm wanting. I think it's the one that was coded. It was. It was the cipher. It was, I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something is the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise, and all that I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name, because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting of slaves for the afterlife. Yep. This is what we're dealing with.
1: Yeah, so that was the only cipher of his that has actually been decoded. And all we learned from it is that he's a liar and has a very odd religious view.
0: (laughs) Now, this was the other one that I was looking for. Why am I finding them now? It was the seventh letter. This is the Zodiac speaking. I am the murderer of the taxi driver over by Washington Street and Maple Street last night. To prove this, here is a blood-stained piece of his shirt. I am the same man who did in the people in the North Bay Area. The San Francisco police could have caught me last night if they had searched the park properly instead of holding road races with their motorcycles, seeing who could make the most noise. The car drivers should have just parked their cars and sat there quietly waiting for me to come out of cover. School children make nice targets. I think I shall wipe off a school bus some morning, just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kiddies as they come bouncing out. Doesn't that make you just wanna like vomit? It makes me feel very icky inside
1: don't really know what to say to the letters. It's a lot. I'm not even sure if we actually learn anything genuine about this guy, because he's already proven that he's lied in at least one of his letters. Yep. I mean, it it throws into question everything else about the Zodiac killer.
0: I mean, I think all you need to know is he's a psychopath at its finest. Yeah. So, do you want my fun facts, or do we want to just go straight into Suspects? Let's have some fun facts. Alright, here are my fun facts. There is a belief that it is two people that were the Zodiac Killer. Um, that it was an original and a copycat, especially since it's been decades. Yeah. Um, his killings inspired an episode of Criminal Minds, where a copycat killer resurfaced. It also inspired the 2007 film, Zodiac, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Mark Ruffalo. Um, The first part of the three-part coded message sent in 69 was decoded by a school teacher a little over a week after it was sent out. Um, He claims to have killed 37 people.
1: When did he claim that, by the way? That was something else I wanted to point Uh, out.
0: 1974.
1: So... He would have had to accelerate his general killing timetable.
0: Well, unless he started taking out, like, full families.
1: Maybe, but even then it seems- it seems much more likely it was an exaggerated claim.
0: This note says he wore a black hood thing.
1: He did, indeed.
0: I talked about Carmel already, right? About what? Carmel, the supercomputer.
1: (laughs) You briefly mentioned it at the beginning.
0: Okay, I'm gonna mention him again. Can I play the audio again?
1: No, you cannot play the audio. <laughs>
0: Please, one more time. I'll play my favorite one. Let me give the, like, background. There's a supercomputer named Carmel, um, which was has developed the ability to think like the Zodiac Killer. The software was created by Kevin Knight, a professor at University of Southern California's Information Sciences Institute. In 2011, they were able to use Carmel, to unlock a cipher, which was a 105-page manuscript from the 18th century, which revealed rituals and beliefs of a German secret society. And now Carmel and the team of code breaker people analysts are working with the History Channel to crack the Z340. Um, the last of my fun facts is that it's still open. It has a $100,000 reward. So victims, victims. not victims. Um, Suspects. Yep, that took way too long. I'm gonna start with like the least likely, Dr. George Hoddle. So, Steve Hoddle accused his father, George, of the Black Dahlia murder in 1947 after he discovered two photographs shortly after his father's death. The images depicted a young dark-haired woman who Hoddle concluded was the Black Dahlia victim, Elizabeth Short. So Hoddle began his own investigation, concluded that his father was responsible for not only the Black Dahlia murders, but dozens of other unsolved murders in the LA area, including the Zodiac murders, which Hoddle was 62 at the time. Estimates of the suspect age ranged from 35 to 45, putting... Hodel about 20 years older than the assumed age, and his description does not come anywhere near the Zodiac's description. What evidence
1: exactly did he have that made him believe that his father was responsible for all of these murders?
0: It, I mean, it all started with the Elizabeth Short photos, which are 100% not Elizabeth Short, by the way. And then, I mean, I guess he just wanted Daddy to be a serial killer so badly. That, he didn't
1: just want him to be a serial killer. He wanted him to be every serial killer. Every serial killer.
0: The serial killer to end all serial killers. He's going to take the blame for the Golden State killer, Ted Bundy's killings, Ed Kemper. Like, every. Ooh, that was loud. Every killer ever, it was this guy. He's immortal. The next one, Richard Marshall. Who was born in Texas, 1928, and had an extreme fascination with electronics and old film. He worked as an engineer for the Bay Area radio station, KTM, and talked with other radio buffs, and once invited active listeners to visit his home. Okay. Is that legal?
1: Sure, I guess.
0: Would you go if like a random radio host was like, hey, if you listen, come to my house. You would go. I would go. I would go with like my nerf gun. <laughs> wow. That's my form of defense. Wow. Well, I figured you'd bring the, so- the swords, I'd bring the nerf gun. We're set. I can bring my super soaker if that's any better. It's much better. We'll fill it with like Gatorade. You would. Gatorade and lemon juice so that it really burns. Alright, so they, they went. People were like, yeah, let's go. This is normal. And upon arrival, they were like, "Wow, he's kind of strange. Maybe he's the Zodiac killer. Just
1: because he was strange, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was so strange. The people thought he was. A... Thought the only explanation was he was the Zodiac killer. Yes. Wow. I'm not sure if that's reflective of him or of people.
0: Yeah. Um. So they were like, "Oh, he's the Zodiac killer." And so upon digging, they found out that he did live in L.A. at the time that the women had been killed and was in the Napa, 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 Napa. Napa. The, the Napa area at the time of the stabbing at Lake Berryessa. He allegedly told a friend that he had found something much more exciting than sex. Um, he really enjoyed watching silent films. His favorite was the Red Phantom, which was a name used to sign some of the Zodiac letters later. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. He owned a teletype machine similar to the one believed to be used by the Zodiac and liked to use odd-sized paper. In 69, Marshall reportedly lived in a basement apartment several miles from Zodiac's last known murder. In one letter, Zodiac mentioned his basement. He was ambidextrous, And always used a felt top pin. But his fingerprints did not match. And yeah, um, basically people are like, he makes really entertaining reading, but a terrible suspect. And he died in 2008 in a nursing home.
1: So it's too late.
0: So next we have the Unabomber. I didn't do the Unabomber yet, did I? No. In the late 70s, Um, this dude began mailing bombs to unsuspecting victims. The targets were usually associated with universities or airlines. Eventually, he mailed a letter in which he threatened to continue his terror unless the New York Times and others published his manifesto. Um, he blamed modern technology for the woes of the world. Same. David Kosinski read the words from the manifesto and suspected that his brother, a mathematician turned hermit, may have been the Unabomber. So he contacted authorities to report suspicion and agreed to cooperate with the investigation. His brother, Ted, was convicted and sent to prison. He was an assistant mathematics professor at University of California, Berkeley in 67, Um, resigned later as his academic career came to an end due to a uh, interest in a coworker, leading to open hostility and threats of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, he left Berkeley shortly after the Zodiac, cons- killed two victims just north of Berkeley in Venetia. Um, at the time, he vaguely resembled the composite sketch. Um, his handwriting was very similar to that of the Zodiac, and he used his own complex codes to write secret diary of his criminal life. The Unabomber career began shortly after the Zodiac disappeared. However, once again, the prints don't match. And, you know, I do think that one's interesting, though, because it does have the link with the bombs. It does.
1: But then again, the bombs were never used by the zodiac killer despite being threatened right and the Unabomber never did anything aside, aside from mailing them
0: um so next we have earl van best um he started a phenomenon of what i like to call daddy did it
1: i thought that was the last one or the the one the very first one you did
0: it was but this was like After this one, there were, like, six other people that came forward as daddy did it. Oh, okay. So this one is, like, what really started the phenomena. I have daddy issues, so now my daddy's a murderer.
1: We love psychological projection.
0: So, Earl Van Best. Gary Stewart, his son, um, stepped into the spotlight when he identified his father, Earl Van Best, as the Zodiac Killer. Um, in a book he wrote, titled, The Most Dangerous Animal of All, he described the search for his biological father, Earl, and his conclusion that the man was also the Zodiac Killer. Um, the issues with his story. There was partial DNA discovered, but it's only partial, meaning it can only be used to exclude a suspect, not confirm. Yeah, Um, DNA tests um, are only conducted on viable suspects who have been implicated on credible evidence. um, And due to no credible evidence, they did not do a DNA test. Um, Stewart wrote that he conducted 12 years of research and left no doubt to the identity of the Zodiac. Therefore, that in itself should be credible evidence. That's not what credible evidence means! Listen, we can't all be smart. So, at age 28, now this part is true and I hate it. At age 28, Best married 14-year-old Judy Chandler, um, but was arrested on statutory rape charges and went to prison. Um, Articles on them appeared and they called it the ice cream romance because they met in an ice cream parlor. Chandler gave birth to Stewart gary stewart and rejoined best after he got out of prison later she took herself and gary away to escape an abusive relationship with best gary claims to have later seen a tv show about unsolved mysteries and realized earl resembled the police sketch Gary claimed that Van Best's name appeared in the Zodiac ciphers, even presented the first cipher and symbols surrounding the word best. The symbols V and E are substitute for the letters B and E. He indicated that unsolved ciphers that contain 13 symbols implicates best because the name Earl Van Best Jr. contained 13 letters. The only direct evidence was from um, the fingerprints that Lieutenant Bob Garrett examined at the last known crime garrett said he couldn't make a positive between possible zodiac fingers and bests but couldn't deny it either so they provided visual comparison which showed possible zodiac fingerprints and best's fingerprint both fingerprints showed what appeared to be a scar garrett however was forced to reverse the zodiac fingerprint in order to align the scar on the correct side for them to match So no one actually knows also who that fingerprint came from. We don't know if that was the killer or someone else. And according to Stewart, Van Best killed several humans and escaped justice. And the only remaining evidence is that he somewhat resembles the composite sketch, was reportedly in California during the time, liked Gilbert and Sullivan, had interest in ciphers, and allegedly knew a Satanist and allegedly played music with a murderer, and was an immoral person who may have committed crimes.
1: Sounds airtight to me.
0: You want to say anything about that?
1: Um, I'm not even sure what the Satanist connection is supposed to prove, because there's nothing connecting the Zodiac to
0: Satanism in general. You mean, if you're a murderer, you're not automatically a Satanist, so that how it works.
1: Obviously he was an amoral person because he didn't take care of me as his child.
0: Because my mom left him because he was abusive. He's a serial killer because my mom took me away from him for my safety.
2: Hey bro! Hey bro! Awesome bro take! Yeah man, I hoped you noticed I got it from Phoenix Fit. Like the bird? No, it's spelled F-N-X-fit, fuel for greatness. Oh, yeah, man, you are pretty great. You know, I've totally heard of them. I get my protein powder from them. Dude, bro, you use protein powder? That's why you look so good. Man, thanks, bro. Dude, I'm looking at the website right now. They donate a gallon of clean water to parts of the world that don't have it every time you make a purchase. Well, bro, that's so beautiful. (laughs) just like our romance, dude I love you bro no I love you bro use the code CRASHER with a capital C for 15% off every purchase at fnxfit.com
0: so next we go to ooh do we do Kane or Alan next hmm let's do Kane okay so the evidence for kane was that he had a brain injury in 1962 which was a year before the first possible zodiac killings and a lot of times um there's a head injury or head trauma linked to serial killers Mm -hmm. um he had a lifelong history of being arrested but finally stopped getting in trouble with police in 1968, which was just before the main Zodiac spree. Like many other suspects, he knew Darlene Farron, and some say that he was the man she was afraid of. In 1969, he lived in San Francisco a few blocks from the Stein crime scene. Um, He was the last person seen with Donna Lass before she went missing. Um, After Stein murder, the Zodiac fled towards PGH, where she worked, followed her to Lake Tahoe in 1970, worked in the same hotel with her, and then started changing aliases in the 70s. Um, He began getting arrested again for petty crimes in 79, just after the end of all known Zodiac activity. Um, Was said by Officer Fuke to be the closest to the man he saw in San Francisco in 69. Um, And was positively identified by lucky victim Kathleen Johns out of a police lineup of 18 people in 1992, who is also sure he was Zodiac. He had a tendency of living near areas of water similar to the location of most Zodiac crimes. His handwriting had many similarities to the Zodiacs. Um, One of the cipher contains his name and initials. Now, a lot of the issue is that like a lot of this is just circumstantial like the only thing he has like actually going for going for him as being the killer is that he was picked out of the lineup i mean i wouldn't say
1: it's a non-issue that his name was found in a zodiac document
0: and the handwriting of course
1: yeah i mean it's not it's not like a non-issue
0: Now, the fingerprints still did a batch. Yeah.
1: On the other hand, we've already talked about how we don't really know if any of the fingerprints collected were actually the Zodiac Killers. Yeah.
0: I mean, the man was smart. That's the least we can say. He
1: was smart, but couldn't write well. Mm Mm-hmm. And couldn't spell well.
0: Now, He did live in Eastern California for the time of the Santa Rosa murders, which are a possible Zodiac action, but not confirmed. His deathbed confession, however, was that he was not the Zodiac.
1: That was his confession at (laughs) deathbed?
0: His deathbed was like, please don't let me die with people thinking I'm the Zodiac (laughs) killer.
1: I wasn't the Zodiac Killer.
0: The oh. bitch, it wasn't me.
1: <laughs> I mean, alright then. So yeah, Kane, like many of the others,
0: has some things for him and many, many, many against him.
1: Very little empirical evidence to support him.
0: Yeah. So, now we get to Arthur Lee Allen. Frequently
1: um, considered the prime suspect.
0: Yes. Now, I'm going to start with his personal background because some of it is important. Alan was dishonorably discharged from the Navy in 1958, and then lost his job as an elementary school teacher in 1968 for molesting school children. In 1974, he was arrested again for molesting children and served his sentence at at Addis State Hospital until 77. Um, Now this is direct claim from his mother. He had an interest in killing animals and torturing animals as a kid, which is often... It's a serial killer thing. Yeah. Now incriminating evidence. Um, We're going to start with direct evidence. In 98, the surviving victim, Mike McGew surviving victim, picked Alan out of a police lineup. And um, surviving victim, Brian Hartnall, identified his voice and physical appearance as being the one of the Zodiac. Circumstantial evidence is that Alan communicated to his friend, Don Chaney, um, through the premise of writing a novel, the following ideas. He would like to kill couples randomly. He would taunt the police with letters detailing his crimes. He would sign the letters with the cross-circle symbol from his watch. He wanted to one day call himself Zodiac. Um, He would wear makeup to change his appearance. He would attach a flashlight to the barrel of his gun in order to shoot at night. He would fool women into stopping their cars in rural areas, claiming they had a problem with the car, then take them captive. He was born December 18th, around the same time the Zodiac told... Attorney Melvin Belly's housekeeper over the phone that it was his birthday and he needed to kill someone. He lived in Vallejo near the Vallejo, v- v- Vallejo near the Blue Rock Springs and Lake Herman Road murders, was allegedly in Riverside the weekend um, Bates was murdered. He later claimed to be in Pomona when he heard of Bates's murder. He took his only sick day on November 1st, 1966, the day after Bates was murdered. Um, the Vallejo Police Department seized a royal typewriter with a leak type from Allen's home, which is the brand of typewriter used to write the Bates letters. He received the Zodiac watch from his mother in 1967 according to his brother. Um, Allen communicated to his friend Philip that he was fascinated with the idea of killing people. He believed that people were more challenging to kill than animals since they were more intelligent. Similar sentiments were communicated during the three-part cipher mailed to newspapers. Alan also mentioned to the police that his favorite book was The Most Dangerous Game, a book about killing humans and possibly alluded to the Zodiac correspondence. Um, McGue described a brown Corvair at the Blue Rock Springs scene. Alan's friend, Philip, owned, cor- uh, owned a brown Corvair that Alan was allowed to use. Alan told friend Don Chaney that he was fond of a waitress at IHOP in Vallejo, which was where Darlene Farren worked. Um, An unidentified man named Lee was known to associate with Farron, and Alan frequently went by his middle name, Lee. Um, He told police he was going up to Berryessa on the day of the Hartnell Shepherd attack, but decided to go to the coast instead. However, they found bloody knives in his car on the day of the attack. He claimed that he used them to kill chickens, but there was no chicken found. Um... He had blood on his shirt also, which was not super helpful for him. Yeah, I would not be... That does not sound too helpful, you know? Especially since that was one of the stabbings. Shaney mentioned to Ron Allen that Arthur had two 22 caliber weapons. The Zodiac is frequently theorized as having military ties, and Allen was in the Navy and wore 105 size size 10 and a half shoes, which were the same size as those left at the crime scene. Um, in 91, a nemesis of Allen's named Ralph Spinelli told police that Allen admitted to being the Zodiac and that he would prove it by going to San Francisco and killing a caddy. In 91, the search warrant for Allen's house found bomb diagrams and the same ingredients for bombs that were mentioned in Zodiac letters. Karen Allen, his sister-in-law, stated that Allen would use the shortened trigger mech in place of a trigger mechanism, as well as Christmas with two S's. Both idiosync- idiosyncrasies appear in the Zodiac letter to Melvin Belly. Um, Karen also stated that he was taught to write right-handed as a child, even though he was left-handed. Now, the things that like go against him is that the eyewitnesses of the Stein murder did not identify Allen as the man. Um fingerprints did not match DNA did not match did not wear glasses and was older than what they had expected, and he died before he could talk to the police Ta-da. He has perhaps the
1: most circumstantial evidence against him, but it you know more circumstantial evidence isn't actually admissible in this case, not without something more solid to back it up, yeah. If I had to pick from the lineup, I'd probably pick him.
0: Well, and that's like, I don't know. To me, he seems like the most likely, but that's partially only because he's the he has the most incriminating points, but it is all circumstantial. Yeah. And so, like, you know, we bashed the circumstantial evidence for the other ones, so I'm not, I can't say.
1: Yeah, no, the the real issue here is that for every single suspect, fingerprints didn't match or DNA didn't match. Yeah. So, it's not a hundred percent certain if the fingerprints are even valid. If if what the if what the Zodiac killer said is true, and he coded his fingertips every time he did a uh, murder, but yeah, but the but DNA it, probably pretty valid.
0: I wonder how coating your fingers with cement would affect your ability to kill someone quickly.
1: I mean if I just had like some dried paint on my fingertips, I could probably kill someone.
0: Is it thick enough to cover your fingerprints though?
1: No, but my point is if you have, you know, I can imagine several pastes being on my fingertips not actually, you know, not actually impeding my ability to move my fingers.
0: Okay. Do you have any other points to bring up? Or was this an episode of me droning on?
1: I guess the thing I'm wondering is how this guy came up with all his ciphers.
0: Well, and that's one thing that does lend well to accusing Alan is military training. Yeah. There was Um,
1: one other guy who studied ciphers among those suspects, right?
0: Yeah, it was best and he doesn't have really anything else going for him.
1: Yeah. That, I feel like, is probably the biggest difficulty in the case, aside from the general lack of forensic
0: evidence. Um, Aside from the case itself being a mess?
1: Yeah, aside from the case itself being a total mess, I feel like that's probably the biggest issue, is that... Did he only produce two ciphers?
0: I thought it was three.
1: I feel like it was three. He technically produced produced the 100-something number cipher, the 300-something cipher, and he produced the cipher with his name.
0: It was four ciphers. Four ciphers. Okay. Um, yeah, there's three unsolved. Let's see. This says, his letters were written in two parts, the first part in plain text, while the other was a cipher. So the first one was 408, Z408. That was the one that was solved. Um, Z340 is the one that the computer's working on solving right now. And then there's two others that no one really talks about. So you're not, like, incorrect in your assumption of there being only two. Anything else you want to bring up? No, that pretty much is it for me.
1: There isn't really a lot that we can toy with conceptually. So So
0: of the people, though, if you had to choose one, who did it?
1: Like I said, if I absolutely had to pick one of the suspects we've talked about today, I'd pick pick Lee Allen. But... Uh In general, I'm inclined to believe it's someone we just never found.
0: All righty, guys. Um, so I'm reading off a list because I'm stupid. I can't remember this. But you can follow us at Twitter at Conspiracy Pods, Instagram at Conspiracy Crashers Podcast, Facebook at Conspiracy Crashers. And wow, I really can't read. <laughs> You can write in at conspiracycrasher at gmail.com. And um, don't forget to subscribe at conspiracycrasherspodcast.com. Bye. Pew, pew.